Hello, this is Nikdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 29th of September. India's COVID-19 tally crossed 61 lakh today after the Ministry of Health and Family Welfare reported over 70,000 new infections in the last 24 hours. The country's death toll increased by over 700 to surpass 96,000. India's recovery rate is currently at 83.01%, while the death rate stands at 1.57%. Maharashtra has the highest number of cases, followed by Andhra Pradesh, Tamil Nadu, Uttar Pradesh and New Delhi. According to a Times of India report, Delhi saw a 40% rise in COVID-19 deaths in September. The capital's death toll rose to 5,272 on Monday. A three-member central team assessing the COVID-19 situation in Tripura has submitted its report after visiting the only COVID-designated hospital in the state. Out of the 240 beds, 25 were equipped with oxygen supply and 9 were ICU beds fitted with ventilators. The committee's report said that X-ray and CT scan machines were not functioning at the time of their visit. The report said, and I quote, death register was being maintained but records were incomplete, especially the columns on date of admission, comorbidity and diagnosis. There was also no death audit or review committee, unquote. Following the committee's submission, a death audit committee has been formed. The team also pointed towards the lack of ambulances and no donning and doffing areas. The Maharashtra government has agreed to allow restaurants to provide dine-in services from the first week of October. Chief Minister Uddhav Thakre's office had tweeted that the guidelines have been made but are yet to be finalized. The Sabari Mala Temple in Kerala will reopen for devotees with precautions in November, including a virtual queue system. The devotees also have to carry a certificate showing that they are not infected. They will also be tested on arrival again. Kerala is currently amongst the fastest growing states in terms of COVID-19 numbers in the country. Former Union Minister and Senior BJP Leader Uma Bharti was admitted to AIMS in Rishikesh for coronavirus treatment. She is among the accused in the Babri demolition case and the verdict is scheduled to be declared tomorrow by a special CBI court. Arunachal Pradesh reported its biggest single-day rise of 329 cases today. One more death has taken the state's death toll to 15. The West Bengal government's health department has said that it will form a rapid response team to treat COVID-19 patients. The rapid response teams will include one anesthesiologist and one medical specialist. All specialists and other medical officers deployed will have to stay near the COVID hospitals. The union government has launched a vaccine web portal and the National Clinical Registry for COVID-19 to disseminate important information on COVID-19 including vaccine development, ongoing clinical trials and progress made in this area locally and globally. Both the portals have been developed by the Indian Council of Medical Research or ICMR and was launched by the Union Health Minister Dr. Harshvardhan. The following news story contains graphic details of sexual violence. Please consider this a trigger warning. A 19-year-old Dalit girl from Uttar Pradesh died from her injuries at a hospital in New Delhi after she was allegedly gang-raped by four upper-caste men in Hathras district on September 14th. She was initially admitted to the hospital at the Aligarh Muslim University but was moved to Safdarjung Hospital's intensive care unit in Delhi on Monday. She had suffered multiple fractures and severe injuries to her spinal cord. The strangulation had caused her to bite her tongue due to which she was barely able to speak. 
However, when she briefly regained consciousness, she was able to name the perpetrators, four men who belonged to the upper caste Thakur community, namely Sandeep, Lavkush, Ravi and Ramu. They were arrested based on her statement on September 23rd. They have also been charged under the SCST Act. The gruesome incident took place when she and her mother were cutting grass in a field near their home. The family alleged that the main accused, Sandeep, and his family had always harassed Dalits in their area. The National Commission for Women assured all possible assistance to the victim's family. Congress leader Priyanka Gandhi, Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal and Samajwadi Party leader Akhilesh Yadav condemned the incident and called out the UP government for its dismal state of law and order. Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal even demanded that the guilty should be hanged. In the last couple of months, there have been multiple instances of rapes in Uttar Pradesh and a number of them are against girls from the Dalit community. Three of them involved minors, one a three-year-old baby girl and the others a 12- and 13-year-old. Listeners, two news laundry reporters, Nidhi and Akanksha, visited Hathras and met the girl's family. As heartbreaking and as disturbing as it may seem, and as much as you'd like to avoid the gory details, this report is an eye-opener. And I request all of you to please read it and share it as much as you can. Let me read you an excerpt. There was nothing unusual about the morning Asha was assaulted. Asha, along with her mother and brother, had gone to the fields at around 9am. Before heading out, Asha's mother, who is hard of hearing and suffers from pain in her ears, had stuffed cotton balls in both her ears. The three of them worked under the blazing sun, cutting and gathering grass, barely 200 metres from their house. After a while, the brother headed home to fill water for the buffaloes, while Asha and her mother remained in the fields. Close to half an hour later, when Asha's mother got up and looked around her for her daughter, she could not find her. She called out her name a few times and then gave up. She kept saying she was thirsty, so I thought she must have left me and gone home. I got so angry that I wanted to give her two slaps, said the mother. But just as she made her way along the dirt path towards her home, she spotted Asha's blue slippers lying upside down. Looking around, she saw footprints and signs of dragging on the mud near the slippers. She followed the trail which led to a small opening inside one of the Bajra fields. She walked us to where she had found Asha. Since the incident, she had not visited this part of the fields, which are owned by the Thakurs, but where the Valmikis have been cutting and gathering grass for years. Every time I close my eyes, she said, breaking down uncontrollably, I see the image of what I saw that day. Do read the rest of the report to know more. It is titled, Help Us Get Justice, Please. Dalit girl assaulted in Uttar Pradesh's Hathras succumbs. Our reporters travelled to Uttar Pradesh to cover this story and also the other incidents of rape in Uttar Pradesh that I mentioned earlier. So a huge thank you to all News Laundry subscribers who support us in our endeavour to bring you stories that matter. We want to bring you more of these eye-opening ground reports, but for that we need your help. As most of you are aware, News Laundry is a 100% ad-free news platform. So support us by subscribing. A monthly subscription costs as low as 300 rupees a month. Thank you in advance. The Prime Minister today decided to respond to the ongoing farmers' protests, in particular yesterday's incident where protesters set a tractor on fire near India Gate. He said, and I quote, Today, even when the central government is giving the farmers their rights, these people came down on protest. These people don't want the farmers of the country to sell their produce in the open market. These people are now insulting the farmers by setting fire to the goods and equipment that farmers worship. Unquote. 
The Prime Minister also said that the chorus created by the opposition around his government doing away with the MSP or minimum support price is misleading. He once again brought up the surgical strikes carried out by the Indian Army four years ago to diss the opposition, saying that even when the brave army men carried out strikes and destroyed the basis of terror in Pakistan, the opposition was seeking evidence. He said, and I quote, by opposing the surgical strike also, these people have cleared their intention in front of the country. Unquote. Meanwhile, Congress MP from Kerala, T. Pratapan, on Monday moved the Supreme Court challenging the various provisions of the centre's new farm laws, making it the first petition against the laws in the top court. Human rights organisation Amnesty International has announced the halting of its operations in India. It said that it had to let go of its staff after its accounts were frozen earlier this month as a part of what it called a witch hunt by the government over its adverse reports. The government, however, says that the global rights watchdog has been receiving foreign funds illegally and that it had never registered under the Foreign Contribution Regulation Act. Amnesty alleged that its lawful fundraising model was being portrayed as money laundering because it has challenged the government's grave inactions and excesses. In a press statement, Amnesty said, and I quote, The complete freezing of Amnesty International India's bank accounts by the government of India, which it came to know on 10th of September, brings all the work being done by the organization to a grinding halt. Unquote. The organization said that it had been forced to let go of its staff in India and pause all its ongoing campaign and research work. Claiming that it had complied with all Indian and international laws, Amnesty said, and I quote again, This is the latest in the incessant witch hunt of human rights organizations by the government of India over unfounded and motivated allegations. Unquote. Amnesty linked all the government action to its reports critical of the government. Its recent reports had raised questions on alleged rights violations during the February Delhi riots and in Jammu and Kashmir after the abrogation of Article 370. Avinash Kumar, Executive Director of Amnesty International India, said, and I quote, The continuing crackdown on Amnesty International India over the last two years and the complete freezing of bank accounts is not accidental. The constant harassment by government agencies, including the Enforcement Directorate, is a result of our unequivocal calls for transparency in the government, more recently for accountability of the Delhi police and the government of India regarding the grave human rights violations in Delhi riots and Jammu and Kashmir. For a movement that has done nothing but raise its voices against injustice, this latest attack is akin to freezing dissent. Unquote. A third wave of floods has hit Assam, affecting nearly 3.18 lakh people across 13 districts. One more person died due to drowning on Monday, taking the total number of deaths this week to two. The State Disaster Management Authority said that the latest fatality had taken the number of deaths in flood-related incidents in the state this year to 119. Naugao is the worst hit district followed by Morigao and Kamrup. As many as 389 villages are submerged and over 13,000 hectares of crops have been damaged across Assam. Authorities are running 13 relief camps and distribution centres in four districts. The Brahmaputra River has been flowing above the danger level at Nimatighat and Tezpur. Meghalaya too has had heavy rainfall over the past few days. The Shillong Times reported that on Monday, East Khasi Hills Deputy Commissioner announced a compensation of 4 lakh rupees for the families of people killed in rain-related incidents. The Bangalore police on Monday searched the offices of Power TV as well as the home of its editor Rakesh Shetty after the news channel broadcast a sting alleging that the Chief Minister B.S. Yadirappa's family members were involved in corruption. The police also questioned an anchor at the channel. 
The Indian Express reported, and I quote, The investigation was triggered by a complaint filed by the director of a construction firm who has been cited by the channel as a source of information on the alleged corruption involving the chief minister's family, unquote. The channel has run a series of programs over the last one month using sting audio of alleged conversations of Rakesh Shetty with an important member of the CM's family. The allegations were based on WhatsApp chats exchanged by a construction firm official with another member of the family and documents showing large deposits in bank accounts of firms linked to a family member. The police have filed a case of criminal intimidation, forgery, extortion, cheating and criminal conspiracy against Rakesh Shetty. The chief minister, who has faced calls from the opposition to resign after the sting aired, has denied all the allegations. According to The Express, when asked about police action against Power TV, all he said was, and I quote, the matter is in court, unquote. And now for some international updates. The coronavirus has infected over 33.4 million people globally and with the death toll crossing the 1 million mark, the virus is showing no signs of slowing down. Dr. Tedros, the Director General of World Health Organization, said that 1 million COVID deaths marks a difficult moment for the world and he urged countries to bridge national boundaries to fight back against the virus. In Southeast Asia, Indonesia and Philippines have been particularly hard hit, while Malaysia, which saw an early success in suppressing the disease, is battling a surge in cases in Borneo state of Sabah that have seeded outbreaks elsewhere in the country. Nearly 1 million people in Sabah are now under a strict two-week lockdown. The US Center for Disease Control and Prevention has reported over 7 million cases of COVID-19 and said that the number of deaths has crossed 204,000. The European Union's external auditor has said that one in four children in the European Union are at risk of poverty or social exclusion, with the figure likely to grow during the COVID-19 pandemic. In a new report, the European Court of Auditors said that member states should urgently coordinate their efforts in the face of COVID-19 as the euro-era unemployment rate is expected to increase from 7.5% in 2019 to about 9.5% this year with devastating consequences on people's livelihoods. German Chancellor Angela Merkel has said that she is deeply concerned about sharply rising new coronavirus infections in Germany, adding that daily cases could increase by almost tenfold by Christmas. Singapore Airlines on Tuesday said that it had cancelled plans for flights to nowhere aimed at boosting its coronavirus-hit finances. This was after an outcry over the environmental impact of the flights. With the aviation industry in deep crisis, several carriers, including in Japan, Australia and Taiwan, have been offering short flights that start and end at the same airport to raise cash. They are designed for travel-starved people keen to fly at a time of virus-related restrictions and have proved to be surprisingly popular. And now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. Do listen to the latest episode of News Laundry Hafta, where the usual team of Abhinandan Sekri, Manisha Pandey, Raman Kirpal and Anand Vardhan were joined by News Laundry's Jeshri Arunachalam and author Chetan Bhagat. Here is a short clip from the episode. I'm disappointed in the people of India who love entertainment so much. Now we've come to an India where data is so cheap that you can immerse yourself in entertainment all the time. So I feel people of India, at least when you open the news, please don't expect to be served entertainment. You need like, uh, you know, pictures of all these actresses and glamorous clothes and only then you'll tune in. I mean, you know, and that's not going to be good for you. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sorry to sound like a preacher, but that's going to have consequences. 
the way this was passed in parliament irrespective of which side you're on on the farm bill you cannot agree with the way the government has bulldozed this bill it was a and to for the speaker to be this partial it's clear from that footage that you know there were there wasn't a consensus on passing the bill but just to say that yeah the eyes have it and let's pass it big disgrace but also the opposition i think i mean yeah i, I would blame the government more but what have, what did you achieve by boycotting the parliament i wish that uh, it i mean they would have studied you know the farmers properly i mean the kind of conditions that they live in the kind the number of suicides which are taking place every year a full report should have been prepared they should then. have prepared it and and then how are they i mean as modi says that he's thinking msp will not go away hmm. so he should just go to parliament he, he should just uh, hmm. say that uh, this is the msp even the private players cannot go beyond फॉलो ऑस ऑन फेसबुक ट्विटर एंड इंस्टाग्राम and subscribe to our YouTube channel